This episode of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. If you have pets and you'd like to give them the very best, head over to Petco.com. And for any purchases that are $65 or more, you can save 10% off your purchase and also receive free shipping if you use the code Gundam or if you go to Petco.com slash Gundam. For any purchases that are under $65, you can save 10% just by going to Petco.com slash Gundam10 or you can use the code Gundam10 during your purchase. Like me, the majority of you guys out there have pets. Well, if you're looking for food, supplies, and even treats and toys for your pets, the best place to go is Petco. Killing me won't bring back your Gun. damn honey! Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. For our next panel segment, we were able to attend the panel for the next upcoming season of Smallville. For those who are fans of the show that are that are currently watching the show, you might get some information out of this. Uh, they showed the trailer for the next season, and they, it was a Q&A session with some of the cast and um, crew of the show. And I hope you um, enjoy it, and we'll be back. Hello. We're going to have to wait 
Thank you. 
struggling with a lot of different things due to what happened to her at the end of last season. Mm. If any of you remember what I'm talking about, go watch the season finale and you'll see. Um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of struggle that she's going to be having with trying to keep her personal relationship with Jimmy going, as well as trying to sort of cut the open strings a little bit with Clark and forge ahead and take her own kind of passions. So that's sort of the direction that I'm going. It's pretty exciting, a little bit more intense. And, and Justin, were you both? Uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I would like to see my character go where my mental he's going, which is, uh, um, you know, kind of a struggle with, you know, a, a struggle with, um, with why he's doing what he's doing, kind of questioning uh, his dress and what he thought he should be doing. And also, uh, we're going to go back and explore the origin of the Greek Arrow a little bit of Sam, you're the new ultimate badass on the show. What can we expect from you? Well, I think you're going to have to wait a little bit uh, until uh, you start seeing some of the people I recognize from the comic books. Um, the character's name is Davis Blue. He's a paramedic, a really, really nice guy. And eventually, uh, he's going to start blacking out, losing time. What's going on here? There's a blackout here, and here he is, and uh, what he finds out is uh, it's, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Um, and eventually, the character will have to deal with that. It's, it's pretty interesting. And the cool thing is, we're not trashing the Doomsday backstory, we're adding to it and interpreting it. And what we're adding to it is sort of human consequence, not just the human consequence of the victimizers. So the human consequence for himself, because this guy is actually a really nice guy. And I didn't actually hate that. Sorry, that's all. A really nice guy named him today. Precisely. And uh, Cassidy, can you tell us a little bit about what you expect from you other than how you that you were very, very involved with Blue's part? And then you were about What are you doing? <laughs> right now, I'm a panel. And having a great time. Um,
Thank you very much, and I'll come right up your name.
if you decide to come back and when he's done pursuing further interest, which he won't give up.
asking one of all the interns. Uh, 
we, it's interesting because last season that was shot for episode 15, which happened, um, that was going to be our season finale because of the writer's strike. So we had shot that and then decided to use it for promotion. And when we got to episode 20, it just didn't fit in that episode at that point. We just decided creatively that it would have been a better moment that they walked in. And that's up to good Let's hope so. Do you guys want to see that stuff on the DVD? Yeah. DVD, I, I just, there's, there's something that really, really need to thank here, which is all of you guys make it happen, but beyond you guys, there's a studio behind the show that finances this show. And there's a gentleman named Peter Law whose brainchild Smallville was eight years ago. We should all give him a big round of
for whatever reason the fans will like him enough to where they're not going to want to see where everyone knows he's going. Darren, I guess that you have some secrets about that. Well, I was going to say, Lex, Lex is an awesome villain. Lex couldn't kill Superman. Wow. Right, I mean, that was, that was the whole thing of DC, right? But they said, oh, Lex Luthor is super smart. He had all these other great villains like Brainiac and everything. But, you know, who can go toe to toe with Superman? What does he get to have a knockdown drag out from the story of the city? I think you can say King has a Back of our ticket Do 
know you all are the first book members since you were brought into it. We've talked about a lot of I would love to see a lot of them for that, so I'm going to say that Peter Rock Studios has been a great supporter for Smallville, and we're always looking together to see how we can, you know, satisfy all the fans, more down the road, hopefully far down the road, Smallville's off the air. Fingers crossed. She bought a pet. Those of you that are asking for name plates, remember, bring your own pet. Now, <laughs> do you have a, a stand-up table or a lead here? Try to have your name I love your work. I love your work. 
Okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. Damn it! Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. For our next interview segment, uh, I actually had time at the Capcom booth to speak with the producer of not only the remake of Bionic Commando, which is Bionic Commando Rearmed, coming out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, but also the new Bionic Commando game that's coming out for those systems as well. And his name is Ben Judd. We really just went into what the games were about, and um, here is the interview, and we'll be back on Gundam at MAHQ. Everybody, this is Sober Ryu. I'm here with Ben Judd, the producer of the upcoming Bionic Commando Rearmed, and also you're the producer of the um, the remake of the original uh, the original game as well. That's coming out on um, the PS3 and the Xbox Live, and is, is it also coming out on the Wii as well, or are they holding off on that? Nope, there's no Wii version at this time. Well, um, how's um? When do you think the um is the remake of the game Bionic Commando is it slated for the fourth quarter this year, or do you have an idea? when it might come uh, might be hitting uh, or demo might be hitting um, Xbox Live or um, PS3 okay there's there's two games and how we refer to them internally is there's Rearmed which is a homage to the original it's pretty much the 90% of the original level design and then there is the 3D version which is a actually a sequel to that game 
Exactly, and it, it stars Nathan Rad Spencer as well, correct? Correct. They're both uh, Nathan Rad Spencer, but what we wanted to do was have two different kind of sides to the same character. And if you, if anyone has played the original, he's like a, a poppy 1980s cheesy action hero. Uh, the developers have likened him to like Iceman on uh, Top Gun or Marty McFly, a combination of that. Um, but we wanted to have a character that's like that, very patriotic, sort of like a Captain America character, very white sort of character, have him transition, be very dynamic, so that by the time the 3D version starts, he is more like a lost character. All of his values, his principles, uh, have kind of been changed, and he doesn't know what to believe in anymore, because the government that he totally had faith in has kind of sold him out. Oh, man. Well, how much time is in between um, Rearmed and the, the new Bionic Commando that's coming out? It's, there's 10 years that it, it occur in between both those games. Wow. So a lot has happened in between um, the end of Bi uh, Bionic Commando. Because I remember playing Bionic Commando as a child, and I know at the end of the game you fight quote-unquote Hitler at the end, and, you know, not to give away anything, uh, but I guess a lot of people know. But um, I, what was it? Of, well, if anything, um, I guess my, my next question is, is uh, Super Joe still in? The, um, the remake of the of, of re, in Rearm as well? You still have to save him? When you say the remake, do you mean Rearm? Rearm, yeah. Yes, of course, Super Joe is. Oh, the story is the exact same. That is excellent. Again, I, I can't wait to play that. I can't wait to actually play the full version of the new um, Line of Commando that's coming out. And when is that slated for? The new version, the 3D one, is uh, for Q4 2008, so in between November and January is what we're shooting for. That is excellent news. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, mean, I can't even talk straight today. <laughs> you can end it now. I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Mr. Judd. I appreciate it. And um, th thank you guys for um, hanging in there with us. And uh, we'll be right back on Gundam at MAHQ. Start talking and talk fast, you lousy bum. We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. Where is my Gundam money, you bum? Well, well we... I, 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 I don't... They did not receive the money, you nitwit! They did not receive the money! Her life was in your hands! This is our concern, dude. No, man, nothing is f here. Nothing is f No, man. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain! Welcome everybody. This is Neil Ornoke along with Soulbro. Yeah. And this is the third installment of Gundam at MHQ at Comic-Con 2008. And we actually like to give you more information <laughs> of what we had today, but unfortunately from past experiences, um Saturday is always the busiest day of Comic-Con and we got shut out out of what now? The Heroes panel, the Lost panel, and the Battlestar Galactica panel. All of them. If you wanted to see them, you had to at least wait yeah. five hours to go see either yeah. one of those. Now, uh, it, was, it was really bad, folks. I just have to say, mm -hmm. we went over there at 1230. And <laughs> the, when a person is sitting there saying, we're waiting for Battlestar Galactica, and we've been waiting for here about three hours. <laughs> And that panel did not start till two fifteen. Oh my god! So unfortunately, Gundam is not your place to be for for 
exciting new things on this because it, it's, it just goes to show yeah. you want to go to these things with a press pass. <laughs> yes. Chris, Chris, you know, show us the love next time. No, 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 we're just messing around. You know, this is an experience I'll never forget. No, it, uh, and, and I will say it beca- it, Comic-Con 2008 is a lot more pop. It's a lot more popular than what it was last year because um, yeah, Saturday was the worst day mm-hmm. when I went last year, but it was just it, there was things that we could go into. Yeah. But there was like you could not get into heroes. You could not get into lost. It's like I'll go to Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. No, you can't do that because it starts at two fifteen, but it's 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 eleven forty five and uh, the the doors out the freaking uh, out the damn convention center. So. Oh, yeah, that line that, the heck, yeah. before that the line for heroes was ridiculous. That line yeah. wrapped around the entire the, off to the side. There's a section called Section H, right? <laughs> this line zigzagged throughout the courtyard. I mean zigzag, and this is a lot of people already. To it, and then it's, it went and wrapped around the entire building Whoa. to where the to where the docking bay is for the. For the trucks to come in to load whatever they need to load or we'll, take. We'll put it to you this way, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, the con doesn't open till nine thirty. Mm-hmm. We got there at like seven forty-five, and it there was just mounds of people. So and the heroes as, as, start as till eleven, maybe ten, ten. No, it was ten o'clock. It yeah, was, it was, it was 10, o'clock? 10, ten o'clock. Wow. And as much as we want to get you this stuff. There was just no way, and, 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 and you know, we <laughs> we try to do everything for you guys, but we don't. We know, you know, if you wanted to get something for the show, we would never say, you know, sit there and do something that was just out of the ordinary. But it was just like we're talking hours upon hours on end. So of course, mm-hmm. our man, the legend. The Saji Crossroad number one fan, Solbro, got picked. He got handpicked, folks. This man, because he's good. He's good. Yeah, he wishes. He, no, he he's very he's very good oh, mm-hmm. at Street Fighter. <laughs> so what happened was the man got picked for a Street Fighter tournament. Oh my gosh! And he got to he actually got to play against some of the. Some of the pros in the Street Fighter universe. Yeah, there was. There was, there was uh, tell us, Sobro, about it. Well, so. basically, um, they have uh, two tournaments every day, and um, sure enough, I, I, it's funny. Um, Seth Killian was actually there from Capcom. He's one of the head guys at um, Capcom USA, and he recognized me. He remembered me from yesterday, and um, because you're so memorable, Sobro. Oh, I know. Um, he, he, um, he actually was signing up people for the tournament, and I happened to be in the right place at the right time, and. He asked me if I wanted to be in the tournament, so I sure enough signed up for it. And um, to make a long story short, when I actually fought against someone, the person I was originally supposed to fight against wasn't actually around when they called his name. So I had to wait a little while, and I just was up there rapping with everybody. And next thing you know, they uh, called one of the alternates up to the stage. And he just had this cool demeanor, this real cool demeanor that I already know from like being at past tournaments. Uh, this guy was going to rape me on, uh, rape me on this new game. And it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> at least it put up. At least at least it'll be a decent fight, and um, it was pretty close. I mean, I picked Ryu as most of you guys. Were of course, picked, but he picked Zangief. Which That's is why really, you lost. Because yeah. <laughs> you did not have Ken. 
I'm not picking Ken. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not, I, I have a, I have an anti. He's a quarter Japanese. What are you gonna say, right? <laughs> I'm rolling with a hundred percent. But um, no, it, it was a pretty close match. Um, it was they had um, best out of three, and it only took two sets of fights for me to lose. But nice. it came to three rounds every time, where you know every, every awesome. match is yeah. So I mean, it came awesome. close. And the guy, the guy, the guy thanked me. He said, you know. You got you really you yeah okay. you have some skills still bro yeah, I got some skills I can't pat myself on the back because I wish I won but he was good he was good competition but um on top of that um after I left that I actually went over to Namco Bandai and um I spoke oh, yes. with some of the people there and according to and this this is I I don't know if this is a hundred percent true or not but according to the people at Namco Bandai um apparently the Gundam the Gundam game on the Xbox 360 won't be coming out here in the states. That's uh Gundam Mobile Ops. Mobile Ops, yeah. And, th- and that that is going to Op- just Operation Troy. That's negating all of what Neo's news was the pre- the previous episode, right? So I I can't take that as the gospel because they are PR people, but it didn't give me much of a um Okay. It didn't give me much of a, you know, a, much of a, you know, uh, uh any kind of it, it kind of killed you, you, my vibe that yeah. I had waiting to have to see this game come. And um, they said there's really no other Gundam games planned for the rest of the year. Now, uh-huh. they could be misinformed, and I hope they are. But um, other than, I mean, I, 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 but at the meantime, right now, I'm going to, my, my doubts are really, really high right now. That sucks, seeing that game in the States. That sucks hardcore. That's one of the reasons why yeah. I bought the system in the first place. Yeah. But um, it, it's cool. I mean, well, uh, let's, I did, let's I did, just hope that what we heard yeah. was. Was just hearsay? It's just hearsay, and I, these are just dumb marketing people. Yeah, and you know, I will cause, say because we do know prior to we came here, it yeah. was still being shown on the GameStop website. Even according to E3, um, yeah. it was still supposed to be coming out. So, here. so as far as I know, guys, don't take this, don't take this verbatim. But <laughs> this is just something that Sobro, as the secret super sleuth that he is. <laughs> Someone on the inside track. Yes. Um, it, it, it may be true that we may not be seeing it. So it's right now it's hearsay until you hear otherwise. But um, other than that, I did try the new Naruto game, the one of um, the Ninja Storm. Oh, it's that, awesome! That game is. It beautiful. looks so awesome. I mean, I'm not a Naruto fan. I, I did follow it for a while. Yeah, and it, it's a beautiful looking game. It looks like it, the animated series brought into 3D. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I, I'm gonna elaborate on what Sobra just said. I've seen it a couple times, and I actually played it yesterday. It was just like, let's just imagine the anime, mm-hmm. but you have control of what they're gonna do. Yeah, it, and it, and that's exactly what it is. So I, it's like I I got absolutely raped in the game by um this dude I was playing against. He picked Naruto and I picked Kakashi because I think they're the only two yeah. pickable characters you can get. I didn't know exactly what to do, but I was trying to do a Kakashi's lightning move. But he did this super with Naruto, where it was like the hundred man pile up, like all oh. these Naruto's freaking pile up on top of you. And then he, one of them pulls another one off the pile and starts running towards the camera. And this daisy chain of Naruto's are, 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 are all grabbing you. And then the last one is grabbing Kakashi. And then he slams him like with this kind of a bull whip type action. Whips the whole chain of Naruto's into the ground. But you're the, you're the only thing that hits because you're at yeah. the end of the chain. And, you know, it KO'd me. But it was pretty I just, impressive. I just got to say, when I played the other day, I get my ass whipped. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was I was Kakashi and somebody's Naruto and they whooped my booty. Yeah, they whooped my booty up and down. But you know, and I, that's, I did, I that's did, cool though. I mean, yeah. that game is it, it. You know, we know it's not mecha related, but you but know, it's Bandai it, related, so I and, figured. And it. we know most of you guys out there have listened to, or have watched Naruto, and it, it's a really cool game. I mean, yeah, there's so many uncool 
so many bad anime <laughs> games, but we have to say, from what we've seen, mm-hmm. this is a cool game. Yeah, and, and, and very uh, cool game. If anything, I mean, the Naruto games, I think, have had better luck with adaptations, but yeah. it's a very adaptable series to video games, and I think that's probably its benefit. But um, not to get too far off track, but it, it was really fun to play. And I, I don't have a PS3, but I plan on getting one in the future, and I think I will probably pick up that game at least used when it comes out. I also played Soul Calibur 4. Awesome. Yeah. Comes out this Tuesday. Um, if you nice. have a, if you have a 360 or a PS3, did you, did you um, play up, Vader? Did you play against I picked, Vader? I picked Darth Vader. I had played the PlayStation 3 version. I picked him. How, how do you, how how they block those uh, beam savers? You got me. Oh, I'm sorry, lightsaber. I said beam saver because I'm so gunna specific. Oh man, with with the BS flag, that's how they block. Them. <laughs> okay, no problem. Because <laughs> that, that was raised the minute the minute but, the minute they're able to block a freaking um um uh, lightsaber, but uh. That's pretty much it out of me. I had a pretty good day, and um, although we didn't really get to go into any panels, it was informative in other ways. And I and you know the thing is, is folks, is I was here last year, and uh, I was able to go in a couple of the panels, but this year is just was off. It was insane. They really, I, it, it it's just unfortunately. Mm-hmm. This sh- this thing has gotten bigger than what it was, and it and it's it's over two hundred thousand people here yeah. this year, as opposed to under last year. Yeah, it, it's I, just it's just amazing. I mean, to, to be fair, I honestly think that fifty percent of anybody going to any major panel should be people who line up in line. Yeah, but the other fifty percent should be random. And it's neat that on the badges there's a there's a serial there's um. A barcode huh. you can scan. So, bro, it's going on a tangent. I just, I just, I just have, I just have a suggestion for Comic Con next year. If you know it's a popular panel like Heroes Are Lost or some movie premiere, fifty percent of the people should be able to allow. This should be the press, of course. They go in, they have priority. Then fifty percent of whatever's left should be people who, who who've been lined up all day because they put in the time and effort. But the other fifty percent, they should be able to scan. The barcode on your on your badge, like they do with any raffle that they have going on on the on the show floor, they have many raffles going on all day. They scan your badge. If you win, they'll call you up, and it's all computerized. They can do the same thing for the panels. In a, a day in advance for any major panel, they can just put up like a list of names and blow. If you're able to go, you go. If you don't show up, many people in line will be there to take your place. Anyway, I'm running off at the mouth. I just think they should do that. Yeah, un- 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 unfortunately, guys, we we had a couple things that we really wanted to do this today, but you know, just put it, just put us in your place. Do you want to wait? We have no problem waiting forty, forty-five, an hour for a certain panel. Mm-hmm. But there were people that were waiting for certain some of these panels for two, three, four, five hours, and and you could wait all day and still not get in. Yeah, and, and, and that was the problem. And, you know, as much as we want to get this stuff to you guys, we apologize that we couldn't. And we're going to do everything we could. And, and, and we had our ears out to see yeah. if there was any revelations. And we didn't hear, hear any revelations according to Heroes or Lost or Battlestar Galactica. Those were the three main panels that we wanted. So I'm going to have to jump online in a little bit just to find out. Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, we apologize that, you know, that we couldn't do anything better for you guys. But, you know, all we got to say is next year mm-hmm. that we want we want Gundam, not only Gundam, me, Solbro, and Chris here, but we want the listeners here because we want to make a statement. So, um, you know, and there's been, you know, we've seen much love for Mecha Anime. And we've seen a lot of stuff in there. And there's a lot of cool things. So, 
you know, we're just we're just humans. So I mean, put Gaging, us in put us in your position. Comparing it to last year, was is there a lot more anime type merchandise or mecha type merchandise well, on the floor or about com- the same? Comparing it to last year, mm-hmm. it just was not as big as it is this year. It's very large, and the the biggest thing is is that even on Saturday it was always a tough a tough time, but we were still able to see things. Yeah. And we had, we went and we were waiting for something. We went and had a quick bite to eat. Something was starting at two hours prior. And we walked over there. And the line is just like out the door. (laughs) Off to like, off to like Coronado, Coronado Beach. And it's just like, there's no, there's just, I mean, even if we got in line, we weren't gonna get into so it. It was a long stack. Of yeah, it, it, uh, un- unfortunately, just I, I think in a lot of ways, Comic Con has grown and it's just grown in such a way that there's gonna be things that they're gonna have to address, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. That's not our that's not our thing, but it's we we definitely apologize to all you guys <laughs> that we we promised any of this stuff. But we we did it. We woke up this morning. Oh, we woke up earlier than we ever did. We woke up at six fifteen. Yeah. Pacific Coast time, mm-hmm. and the doors don't even open till nine thirty. So we woke up that early. We were out the door. We got. We even drove at this time. We yeah, didn't even take. We didn't even take the Metro Rail. We didn't take any public transportation. Yeah, we didn't even take the Metro Rail down there. And we were down by eight forty-five, nine o'clock, and it was just madness. So yeah, it was a, the lines were out. We of apologize control. to you guys. I, th- I think they'll understand for the most oh, part. I'm it, sure these guys will, except for Dusty Gundam. He doesn't to say anything. Oh, one last thing. We actually ran into one of the listeners of um, Gundam today. Um, we just like to we like to thank um, Advent Sugar. We yes. actually we actually got to hang out with her. And yes. she, was, she was the coolest of people. And, she um, she's a, she's a local resident here, and you know, as Soul Bro stated before, she was like one of our only. Uh, female listener. She was like our first known female listener. Yes. And then, uh, of course, Kashiria did. Kashiria did speak up and let me know that um she was also on also listening yes. to us. And you know, no problem. I, it, it's a, so she's definitely not the only one. But um she actually it, it's ironic that um uh, Kashiria was supposed to come to this, but this, the other things happened where she couldn't make it. And I I, I do regret not being able to um to also but, converse with her. But, but we um, we thank both of them. Oh yeah. Oh my. We bye. we, we bye thank far. Evan Sugar. Thank Pl- you for coming to see us today. Plus any other female listeners of Gundam that might dig us. And and, <laughs> and we thank you, Kashira, wherever you may be, because we know you're in the military. That's and, right. You know, she's just download us down. But she's gonna be a you know, soon. I mean, we just want to say, guys, we tried. We tried to do what we could do, and um, tomorrow is another day. Indeed. And there's some still. There's still some things that That'll we're going to try tomorrow. to do, and, oh, and yeah. hopefully we'll be able to do them, mm-hmm. and um, we'll get them up to you guys. And once again, if there's any questions or comments or anything that you guys want to do, mm-hmm. just hit us up on the um, the Gundam at Comic Con. Wait. Thread on yeah. mechatalk.net. Exactly. And, you know, just put them on there. Me and Silver are checking. And um, we'll, we definitely want to hear some of the things that you guys are saying. And uh, Also, if you guys have any problems with the slideshow, I'm going to figure out a way to uh, present the pictures in a different way so you guys can see them better. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's another thing, guys. Um, just I took... Probably between these three days, yeah. we have over we have almost over five four hundred 
sets of pictures. Mm-hmm. And we're just just give us time. We're, we're we put up some of the things that we thought might be interesting well, actually, for a lot of you guys. Well, actually, on the boards, I noticed uh, um, uh, there was a sp- response. Um, at times, you can't see all the pictures. Yeah. So you can see the thumbnail, and you would even yeah. you would even came across that. It's like, why is the picture not showing up? It's either um, the bandwidth on photo bucket or something like that. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll, just I'll, I'll just don't that. worry about it, guys, because we we have all these pictures. They're all saved on desk. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to get them up. And we were just putting a lot of the stuff that we thought you guys might like to see. Oh, they're digging. And, they like, they like what we have up and there, so. you know, once we get back to Florida, we're going to put them all up. And we're going to, you know, do what we need to do. So, you know, we understand and we, we know the issues. So um, anything else before we go? No, so, bro? I'm, I'm tapped out. I'm, I'm ready to no take a problem. nap. So this is uh, this is Neil Larnook. I'm along with Solbro. I'm, I'm gonna go jump in the pool <laughs> and uh, have a beer. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know we just enjoy you guys listening to us, and, and we apologize that we couldn't do more. But <laughs> guys, if, if if you were here, this you would understand. Apo- this most apologies I've ever been on the show. I thought yeah. that was bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking the Solbro route on this oh, one. So, uh, oh, man. but um, you know. No problem. Roll and reversal. We will we will definitely uh, be back with you tomorrow night mm-hmm. with the closing of Comic Con, and hopefully we're able to get into some of these things, and because we, we want to pass it on to you guys. So I will fight hard. Yeah, no <laughs> problem. But um, we'll we'll talk to you later. And uh, Silver, and uh, you've been listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Gundam. Hey everybody, it's Neo back here at Gundam at MHQ. Um, another one of the panel segments that we were able to record live uh, was with CMX Manga. That's uh, actually a division of DC Comics, and um, we actually attended the panel there. And they were going over a lot of coming out in the next couple of months. And not a lot of it's mecha related, but it's actually kind of interesting um, because I know not you know all you guys out there like other things other than mecha, so. Uh, a lot of cool stuff that's actually coming out. So, and they also had a question and answer period that was kind of interesting about how they, you know, choose different mangas and, and just some other things that are going on. So, you guys should check it out, enjoy, and we'll be back in a little bit. Uh, hi everybody, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for coming back here. We appreciate you showing up. This is uh, CMX Comics. Uh, we are CMX. We are the uh, Comic Division of DC Comics. One of them is Andrew Ray Oswald and the 
and it comes out in September and November. Is anybody familiar with Yu uh, Yugami, creator of Takeda and Lisman Elves? It's very dark. Uh, this has some fabulous artwork. 
the story is about him in present-day Tokyo, and uh, his sister dies in mysterious circumstances. He's estranged from his family. And he goes back to visit him in a couple of sessions. He finds this blank CD, and he plays it as this kind of like avant-garde jazz score. And as he's listening to it, he has an out-of-body experience. And every time he goes back and listens to this CD, he has another experience, and he keeps pushing the limits of it. And eventually, he comes to the conclusion that perhaps this is what really happened to my sister. Maybe she's out there someplace on the astral plane, and I have to find out. And it's more than that. Also, it's, it's uh, kind of a crime drama to in a way because there's a lot of gangsters who get involved and want to find this, this CD. It becomes like kind of a collector's item. So kind of edgy, edgy stuff, but uh, you know, I think the best way I can kind of think of it is sort of maybe CMS's first most important OS title. This is another one of our CMAX um, Black titles called Who Will Be Dead. And it's also two volumes, and the first one is on sale in October. And this is about um, a high school student named Sasu, and he happens to be alone in the science lab one day when all of a sudden an alien spaceship crashes into the school. And a very cute, human-looking alien girl named Vaughn uh, gets out of the spacecraft and realizes that all the animals and things that she's brought with her from her other planet have escaped. And so now she needs help going and tracking all these things down. And um, it also happens that the biology club has been disbanded, and the student that was in the classroom wants to revive the biology club. So he makes a solid with her and says, if you join the biology club and help me resurrect it, I'll help you go look for all of your alien creatures that you've lost. Um, it's very, very cute. It's fun. Um, like it's also a bunch of volumes. Thank you, John. Fire investigator and I say, this book is uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it kind of reminds me kind of a little bit movie-esque kind of script kind of uh, uh, when you read it. Um, and I say, uh, her parents died in the result of arson. And so she dedicated, she's a key firefighter, she dedicated her life uh, to you know, solving crimes and building uh, you know, fire. Uh, and one day she begins to receive uh, tips from the criminal arsonists to make you turn into little fires and once they, these criminals are going to start and what's going on here. So uh, it, comes, it turns out the guy that's sending her tips is also the same person that murdered her parents. So she kind of has a conflict of, you know, what she should do, you know what I mean, with it. You know, she's, yeah, she's helping people, but she's also helping the person that actually destroyed her parents as well. Um, the art is fantastic in this, and it's, uh, it moves pretty well, pretty fluid, so um, this is a little book that I think you guys should really pick up. Uh, it's seven volumes. Volume one goes on sale in January 2009. This is Chihai, and uh, here we're going to go talking about Potter's Exchange, which is also about the same author of the series. I think maybe this one is not Again, it's kind of a sort of another uh, kind of dystopian future world, 
paper, and I want to give you the book, give you the way to try it, tell me if you like it. It's more like this one. My response or reaction to the book itself, and I read it, if I like it, I want to get it. I don't want anyone else to get it. It's mine. So that's basically how I choose, because I think if I try to think this is going to work, this is going to make money, my crystal ball needs to be upgraded a little bit. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I like it, there's a chance that you will like it because I'm really attracted to the story or art. And as you may know, we have a variety of books available from CMX, and I, I try to cover everyone. So that is basically it. I just want to choose different titles which everyone will enjoy, from young people to a little bit you know, mature readers. That is basically what I want to achieve. I think Asaka does a really good job with it too, by the way. Uh, she, brings, she manages to find these little gems that people don't know about. And for example, she really exposed me to the work of Ari Kusakawa, who we, we published three titles by. And as she well knows, I just really kind of fell in love with her work. And every time she comes in and says, we have another Ari Kusakawa title. Yes, yes, please bring it here. And also Apothecary Sargentum, if any of you are familiar with that title. And that was another Asaka find. And, uh, it's actually doing fairly well for us. So this title of people probably not familiar with before, so. Branching. Now you have a couple of science fiction titles in the works. Um, do you ever think you might ever acquire a, a science fiction title that in, that involves manga? I'm sorry, mecha. Mecha? Like. 
No, if you just if you if in the future if you're looking at any titles, sorry, in the future if you're looking at any titles that involve Mecha, you know, like like Gundam, not not so much the Gundam per se, but like a, a series of as Mecha. Oh yeah.
I was wondering what one of your favorite titles that CMX has already released is. Just tell us what you like best that you put out so far. Thanks. 
This is one of your hosts, Neil, along with Sobro Ryu. And we're just going to kind of cover up the last day of the Comic-Con here. Um, traditionally, it's kind of a, a, a low-end day, uh, not too much going on. Um, I know I was able to go to uh, the small pa- uh, Smallville panel uh, first thing in the morning and was able to record that and got a lot of pictures. So any guys out there, anybody out there that's interested in that, um, we'll have the recording of the panel up there for everyone. Um, and then Solbar and myself actually went to the CMX manga panel 
and nothing really mecca related there but they were just showing a lot of um a lot of their new offerings that are coming out in the next couple of months and kind of some interesting they had a question and answer period that was pretty interesting once again talking about how they pick things and you know uh, some of the pitfalls and some of the things that they encounter with the American market for manga so we were also able to record that so anybody interested in that would uh, you know please take a listen and uh, uh, Solbro you were able to get an interview with somebody oh yeah um, since I practically lived at the Capcom booth that day um, I was actually able. <laughs> I was actually you better buy that game. <laughs> I was actually able to um, talk to Ben Judd, who is a um, who is the lead designer. Of the, the I said I wouldn't say lead designer, but the the, the head producer of the um, two Bionic Commando games that are coming out oh, okay. for the uh, for the systems. One of them is called Bionic Commando Rearm, which is a remix of the original Bionic Commando on the NES years ago. There's also an arcade game, but they're not remixing that. But the NES game was was ahead of its time. It was an amazing game, and they went back and remixed the heck out of it. And also made it two player. But um, the they redrew it and everything. They redrew oh, okay. it. Actually, it's going to be completely in 3D, but it's going to be 2D looking. Oh, kind of like what they did with um, the Resident Evil game, the yeah. first Resident Evil. Exactly, okay. and um, it looks phenomenal. I, if you if anybody has on um, PS. The PSN network on your PS3 or uh, Xbox Live, you can download the video of it, and it should be actually up this month. The game itself is due to come out sometime this month or next month, but um, then it's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to lead into the new Bionic Commando game, which is actually just called Bionic Commando, which is also coming out for the systems, and it's 10 years afterwards. Um, he had gone on to explain that there is kind of a uh, there's two versions of um, Nathan Rad Spencer, who's the main character of both games. Um, how, he, how he starts off very hopeful about the future in the first game, and you know he's the. He's the You're not giving away the interview, are you? No, no, okay. But, <laughs> but, but and then in the in the in the in the new game that's coming out, ten years have passed, and now he's kind of um, world weary, and he's a bit bitter, and you know it's just pretty. It's just a cool in a world. <laughs> but um, this, this, it was a very interesting interview. I was pretty nervous during it, and you you guys will hear it. Um, you guys will hear it or or have already heard it by the time um this episode will air but um it was cool i played some more street fighter 4 oh. as everybody knows and um we got a, a lot of cool um collectible shots on the floor also that day so yeah so basically um that was it for uh this year's comic-con um i guess soul bro impressions for your first uh your first uh, san diego comic-con there is it everything you expected it to be or it was a it was an epic scale of a convention i never i don't think i'll ever be a, to i don't think i'll ever go to a convention that big um well maybe i will yeah never say never never say never because i'll end up eating my words like crow yeah. but um i've never been to a convention of that scale and i've been to quite a few we have a as you know we went to make a con this year and i always thought that was a pretty big convention oh but, it is know, yeah but yeah, i very mean, much is i always remember neil telling me that um that this is nothing compared to Comic-Con, and he was right. Because Comic-Con took up the entire convention center. The entire convention center. There's not one part of it that wasn't being used, save for maybe, you know, whatever utility rooms that they had. But um, everything was in use. As for, you know, MegaCon, although in MegaCon's defense, it is in the, one of the second biggest convention center in the entire world. Oh, yeah. But um, at the same time, I could easily see Comic-Con filling up that whole convention center, too, if they, if they had full reign of it. One of the wings. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Uh, I probably could. I would probably think the n- new part of the Orange County Convention Center. I could see it 
you know, filling that up. But who knows, though, too, because then you might lose the quality of what you're trying to offer, too. That so. is true. And on top of that, I doubt Comic-Con as a whole will probably move there because the way it is, um, it's so close to Hollywood that you know, the studios would probably wouldn't even be there in the force that they would be at San Diego. So. Oh, yeah. No. But so I guess it was definitely uh, it was something. Impressive. And I love San Diego as a city, too. It was a nice place to be. I love the transit system. We took pictures of that, too. And, I mean, it was this nice experience. Took pictures of the bums. Oh. <laughs> The homeless, because there are homeless there, just like everywhere. Just like everywhere, they potmark the streets. But um, no, it was awesome. You guys, I mean, you guys had give me a heads up beforehand, but man, I, I still wasn't ready. And then when we got there, it was an amazing experience. And I was just glad to spend it with you guys. And um, I also like to thank my uh, brother, Doctor Encyclopedia Black. He actually took a lot of pictures during the um, the convention that you guys have been looking at too, and he's in some of them too. He was there also, and he went there with Neo last year. But anyway, what were your thoughts of this year's convention? Um, once again, just uh, a very impressive, you know, kind of showing. Um, you know, uh, kind of boggles the mind sometimes that they're able to plan something like this so quickly. You know, you, you figure they only have about a an eleven month turnaround. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure they're playing. They've already planned the next one or have most of it planned. But um, or to take pre registrations. Oh yeah. But, um, you know, definitely, definitely a good showing, um, you know, one of those things where you go into it and you don't, you don't really feel overwhelmed when it comes to what you want to do. I mean, you feel overwhelmed because of all that stuff is there sometimes, but you, you know, it's, it's run really well. Uh, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, issues with other visitors or other, you know, other attendees. Um, you know, everything's done in a very orderly fashion and, you know, you feel pretty safe when it comes to all that. But, um, only downside would be, and I'm sure everybody knows about this is it was just very, very, very packed this year. And, um, common complaint from everyone I've read there's articles on online, but that's the secret of success. And you know what? Um, I'm sure once they address it, I'm sure that's something they'll address, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and you know, I, I'm sure even when they address it, it may still be a problem because it's just it's just a bigger and bigger thing, and it truly has taken over for uh, just about everything. It seems like um, you know, it's it's basically grown from just a, a comic book convention to just a whole multi mass media convention. I mean, everything is there, and so, but you know. You think they might end up pulling an E3 with it? <laughs> well, probably I mean, not. There was a lot more video game stuff there this year than there was last really? year. Really? I yeah. was going to ask so, you that, too. Um, and that's what I'm saying when it comes to whole, the whole mass media thing. I, I think that because of the death of E3, um, you know, on the public side, you know, yeah. not on the you know professional side, but on the public side, um, it's probably it's, it's taken over a lot of it. So that's cool. The, my only downside, the only complaint that I would have is that there was a lot less uh, comic book vendors. It seemed like this year than we were last year, but can't recall seeing many. <laughs> so, but I mean, Ironically. that's that's not a big thing, and I'm sure these are all things they'll address. And you know, like everything, everything has to get big, and then it'll probably die down again and, and, and be that, that simple little con that it was maybe, you know, five, ten years ago. So You think they may um, split the con up now? Uh, well, if it gets too big, you think they might do it twice a year? With like, um, well, there's a sister. They have a sister con for it. WonderCon up in yeah, uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, that's so, right. I, I don't know. I mean, 
that's something you would have to ask the planning committee. I mean, I, d I don't really know. I mean, um, I don't see why they would have to. Yeah. I think that that would be, you know, kind of detrimental to, you know, because why would, because you would lose, a, you would lose a lot of people. That's true. I mean, a lot of people aren't able to do it, would be able to do, undo it twice a year. I mean. And the second one could be a flop while the first one, you know, what yeah. everybody expects. And, and, it, and it's going to depend on, you know, how you split up things too. So I don't know. But once again, it was just, a, you know, a good experience. Um, you know, I always enjoy going out to the West Coast. And, you know, it's always nice to go out there. And, you know, like Solbro said, the city's great. Um, you know, I've been to San Diego. This is like my six or seven time now so i mean i've always enjoyed going out there and um so you know all the listeners out there that live in that area you know thanks for having us and we'll see you next year any closing things Solbro? i look forward to doing the next year as press <laughs> and hopefully hopefully chris will be able to go too i'm hoping that all three of us can go and get into some of these on um, panels that we missed out this year as press and just you know Get a, get a lot, bring a lot more content back. So, um, but we got a lot this year. I, I can't complain. Cannot complain. Big no. panels, especially um, if Robotech has a big panel next year for the live action movie. Yeah. Plus, um, with uh, Cowboy Bebop being announced, and you know, good old Keanu Reeves actually being the top contender for the role, that ended up may end up being a, a, a big budget movie. You never know. So, oh yeah, a lot of anime adaptations are coming into effect for next year, and Comic Con may be actually hosting a lot of panels for those. And I definitely want to get into that. Well, I mean, it's, it's still a year away, and it is. You know, there's still a lot of stuff that, you oh. know, is going this and that, but, I mean, I'm sure no matter what, there'll be things to do and, and things to, you know, record and people to talk to, so, yeah. um, you know, we just would like to thank all the people we were able to talk to, especially, like, uh, Mark Simmons for taking the time to speak with us, oh, yeah. and, and, and um, we hopefully had. we'll be able to start bringing more of his insight later on in some further episodes of Gundam and, and really kind of get the three of us sitting down with him and, you know, going over some things, especially once, um, double O and, you know, some of the other things start to go. But, um, you know, uh, once again, it just, you know, um, thank you to all, all you guys that were responding on the boards and, you know, we're, this is the stuff we're trying to bring to you. So we'll, we'll do what we can, but, um, you know, thank you again. And, you know, unless you have anything else, I'm just going to close her out. No, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll yeah. be, okay. and any new listeners that have come to the show, thanks to our, um, visits, to uh, Comic-Con and, and the upcoming Yusumi-Con episode. But yeah. And this is, uh, the final chapter of, uh, Gundam at MHQ at Comic Con 2008. We'll see you guys later. Bye. On the battlefield, those who panic die first. Remember that. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in MHQ production. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money. You give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> <laughs>